Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Now, I have to say, actually, when Kate told us that this was the topic, um, it was a strangely emotional reaction, but I said, we must have done that already. We must have done that already. We've already talked about this, I think. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was. It was. You're right. It, that's what I said. It sounded almost angry. Um, so we and, feel bad that we've waited this many episodes to get this information to you. Yes. And that's well, entirely my fault. <laughs> well, yes, yes. See, <laughs> now I'm angry again. Um, no, I mean, our students know that we've covered it certainly many times in the CCA and uh, coaching calls. on coaching calls in on our, our blog. But of course, podcast listeners, we want to make sure that you get this info too. And of course, um, CCA students, it never hurts to be reminded that we need to be charging likely more than you're actually charging. Mm -hmm. It's very easy, especially when you're just getting started. And as you are building your skills and you're building your experience to um, settle at a, a low rate and then be very afraid to increase that rate. Or even when you've done it for... Hmm, 10 plus years. There was one year where I forgot, or two years were with one client. I just forgot about reassessing my rates or charging more and increasing them. And I looked back and thought, oh my gosh, two years have gone by and I haven't said anything. Mm -hmm. so. Exactly. Charging them the same amount. Now we should say too, when we talk about raising rates, we're not generally talking about like going from $40 an hour to $70 an hour. A good rate raise should probably be in like the $5 an hour range. And yes, of course, we know that we also talk about building out project pricing and, but even project pricing should start with your hourly rate as you're estimating how long things are going to take you and all that kind of thing. So if you're thinking, well, I do all my projects by, or I do all my, my copywriting projects and I bill them as projects, not hourly rates. 
this is still an important conversation for you because those projects are based on your, your base hourly number. Um, also too, you don't necessarily have to have the same rates for all of your clients. There could be sometimes when you're like, yeah, I'm going to raise rates for this client because this stuff has turned out to be way more complicated than I thought it was going to be when we get started. But you might have other clients where you're like, you know what? I think that's still a fine rate. I'm going to let that go for a while. It's <laughs> as with anything pricing, uh, we wish we could tell you that there is some exact mm-hmm. magical formula to get your pricing right and to get it perfect every time. But there is not. There's absolutely no perfect magic formula. No. And we will link in the show notes and in the description, depending where you're watching it, podcast, YouTube, uh, to our previous episode on how to kind of figure out your rates and give you some more tips and tactics to figure them out. Uh, but here we're going to talk about how to how to have that conversation to to bump it up when it's time. And Tis the season. It's always a good time. You know, you can bump your rates up at any time of year. You don't have to wait for the end of the year. Uh, That's kind of after years and years and years, it just feels like for me, and I know for a lot of copywriters, kind of November, December timeframe to kind of reevaluate the past year, look ahead. It's a nice time. A lot of budgets are set on that calendar year. And so you can start having that conversation with your clients sooner rather than later to let them know that this is what's happening, which might be a good place to start in terms of, is it a conversation? What does that conversation look like? Is it a conversation? So let's say you do all of your work for clients, or at least you do all of your work for clients on a project basis, mm-hmm. or most of your work for clients is project. So you're thinking you want to raise your rates and you mostly bill by project. What kind of a conversation do you have to have, Kate? You don't. Yay! This is the happy thing about project pricing. If you're bumping up your project price, uh, the clients a probably aren't going to notice. Of course, if you are doing an apples to apples project where you just wrote, you know, an email for them and you charge, no, a hundred bucks, whatever you charge. No, no, way too same, little. Terrible same, example. <laughs> well, one email. Depending on the email. Maybe depending on the email. Um, either way, say you're doing an email series of five emails and you charged a thousand dollars. Does that feel better? (laughs) Thank you, Kay. These numbers are coming out of nowhere. So please, no one use these for anything. Um, but say they want you to do a very similar email series, same amount of emails, strategy isn't going to be much different. You just did it for a thousand bucks and suddenly you're like, now it's going to be $2,000 for this same kind of level of work. At that point, you might want to, the client may have questions. They might not. You, you don't have to justify your rates. We always mm-hmm. say that. You don't have to, you know, explain to them. But mm-hmm. if they come back to you, uh, it might be saying, hey, you know, yep, the last one I actually undercharged because I didn't realize all of this work that was entailed with it and, you know, the value that I'm bringing to the table, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so know that the question may arise if there's something where the client can, where it's a very obvious project pricing jump for a client that you're regularly Mm -hmm. working with. Mm -hmm. Which again, is part of the reason why we don't recommend raising your rates from 
50 to 80 or whatever, a a Mm -hmm. five to maybe $10 an hour increase is very reasonable. Uh, And it's also, it's not going to be that often that you're, you're doing a literally identical project right after the other one. Mm -hmm. Right. But I do. Yeah. Kate, that's a, that is a great point, Kate. But when you are coming up with your project rates, if you're just increasing one of the numbers that you factor into that rate, it's not going to be something that clients notice or that they need to know about. You don't break out the line items for them and certainly never should do that. Break out the line items for for all of the factors that are going into your project price. And as Kate said, and I just want to underline, you never need to justify your rates. Now, the other yes. side. Yeah. A little more complicated. Side. A little bit more complicated. If you are working for clients on an hourly basis, meaning maybe you are a contractor and you either come to their office or you work from home, but you work, you bill on an hourly basis, or maybe you have a retainer and they have you retained for 10 or 15 or 20 hours a week. And that retainer, of course, is also based on an hourly rate. Then Yes, you need to have the conversation. Yeah, and that can look as simple as a quick email. You know, it's it's more like you're telling your clients. Like, if you're feeling good and you're like, you know what, this is what my rate needs to be, go in knowing that, yes, the client, there is a possibility that your client might say, hey, that's that's too high. So I would recommend having your, I will not work lower than this rate. Um, in, in this case, if you're raising your rates by $5, uh, then it might be that, okay, do I really, will I feel comfortable going, staying at the rate that I'm at with them? Or am I okay letting this client go, clearing space? I know I'm going to find another client, pitch pitch new clients and fill fill that, that kind of gap in my schedule, time in my schedule. So in that email, you can just say, hey, client, uh, I'm writing to let you know that I will be increasing my rates as of... For me, it's often January 1st of the new year. Uh, Please let me know if you have any questions. Sign off. Uh, It doesn't have to be much more complicated than that. Again, you don't have to justify in your email to say, here's why I'm doing that. Here's what I've done for you this past year. It can really be, this is what's happening please let me know if you have any questions or concerns or whatever yeah. it might be. It's just, it's a notification yeah. more than anything else. I would say, and I know this is, uh, this episode's coming out mid December. I mm-hmm. personally would recommend giving clients a month's notice. Yeah. Um, just cause also sometimes first it's a courtesy. Um, but then also second, sometimes they have changes that they need to make in their accounts payable department, any of those kinds of things. And they may say like, Oh, we're okay with the increase in the rate, but we can't get the rate changed that quickly. Um, so I recommend giving, giving a month, I think seems fair. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, and if you want to give more than a month, like that's obviously fine as well. Um, but you don't necessarily need to. You don't need to. It's it's totally it's it's four weeks of notice. It's totally reasonable. And again, you're just you you're just notifying them, just sending them a heads up to let them know that your your rate is increasing. Now, here's the thing though: you do need to get confirmation from your client. If you send an email and you never hear anything back you can't go ahead and just raise your rates because they might have missed that email or 
it might've gotten lost in their inbox, which I guess is the same as missing the email, but you know what I'm saying. You can't just go ahead and raise your rates without them saying, yep, okay, that sounds good. And, and whatever else they need to say. Um, but you do need that confirmation in order to start building them, billing them at that higher rate. Yeah. And know that they might not get back to you right away. Don't panic. I, I've had that happen before. Often your point of contact might have to talk with whomever their boss manager, whatever, budgeting. They need to figure out if they, they have room in the budget, if that works, works for them. So know that a response, a, a lack of response does not necessarily mean no. Treat it like a pitch. If a week goes by and you haven't heard from them, follow up. Hey, just wanted to confirm that you received my email. I would love to continue working with you. Look mm -hmm. forward to hearing back. Yeah. And again, at that point, it'll probably be a reminder. And hopefully at that point, they'll, they'll kind of let you, hey, yep, we're just working it out with our billing department or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But don't, don't panic. Okay. Yeah. I think too, that one of the pleasant surprises for so many students we work with who have made that, who sent that email and raised their rates is that the vast majority of clients are like, great, absolutely. No problem. It There's is a lot easier for them to raise your rate five, even 10, sometimes dollars an hour than to go out and find a new copywriter that they like working with, especially if you've worked with them for a while, especially if they like working with you, if you're delivering good work, mm -hmm. it's yeah. a no brainer for them. Yeah. And you know, they, for us, as it accumulates across, uh, across a full year, a five, $5 increase per hour is that's big for us. Right. But if you're talking to a company and they're, they work with you maybe 10 hours a week, maybe even 20 hours a week, we're looking at an extra 50 bucks a week for this company. Maybe again, if you work more hours, maybe a hundred bucks a week for this company. It is again, as Kate said, so much cheaper for them to keep working with a copywriter they really like and respect than to try to find a new one. Um, if you need to, you know, you can, can get yourself, uh, get yourself into a state of bravery and then send that email and maybe, you know, go out for dinner or whatever. But um, I would I would caution against you making it a bigger emotional deal yes. than it is. It's a business decision for you. You're running a business. And if your time isn't accounted for and you're not valuing it, no one else is going to do that. So you have to put on your CEO hat, value your time. What I like to do is ask myself a series of questions. I actually write these answers down. So if I'm ever hesitant to increase my rates... I have this for myself. Again, this is justification for myself, not my clients. Um, but I write out, what have I learned this year that's allowed me to deliver more value to my clients? Um, what have I already delivered to my clients this past year that's gone above and beyond my rates? Am I being extra flexible? Um, you know, are am I, am I doing things on weekends to speed through a process just as a favor to them? Mm -hmm. uh, and bill for that time, obviously, if you're, you're putting in time where you don't intend to, and you're increasing a, a project timeline, but, um, are you, are you kind of helping manage projects? Are you, you know, what if I think of one of our coaches and I 
think a lot of us have been in this place too, where we become de facto project managers because there isn't one on the project or the project manager's not stepping up. Mm-hmm. And so you're consistently kind of pushing the project down its process. Uh, well, and you know. even, even just spending more time with that company, you know, having a, having worked with them for six months or for a year means that you know that company more, you yep. understand their brand better, you understand their their business better. And that is valuable insight. And, and that alone, the duration of time that you've spent working for this company and the, the more that you've learned about them, um, that alone makes you more valuable as well. Yeah. So having that and writing all of that down, you'll see that and be like, oh yeah, I need, I need to raise my rates, of course. And so if, if you're thinking, well, $5, is that even enough per hour? I just did the math because I was like, what does that come out to? Uh, it's over $10,000 a year. So it does add up for over the course of 40 hours a week, 52 weeks in a year. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not nothing. And, mm-hmm. and it can make a big difference, though, to all of those extra things you're doing. And again, you don't need to use any of that material to your for your clients. But I know for a lot of us, it's it's an internal thing. It's an internal struggle to say, "Am I worth this? Am I am I am I valuable? Is what I'm offering valuable?" And by doing that work, putting that on paper to say, "What value am I bringing?" You can visually see for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that will help give you the confidence to say, oh yeah, I, I need to say, I should have sent this email weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Well, and uh, there are also, you know, we, most clients, many clients will say, oh, yep, absolutely no problem. But there are also, we hear from students regularly saying that the clients will say, yes, absolutely. You should have raised your rates a while ago. Mm-hmm. Or yes, absolutely. We, we knew we were getting a deal with you anyway, it, which is great uh, it, it, in one way. <laughs> But here's the thing. Your client is never going to tell you when you are underpricing yourself. Maybe not never. Maybe there's like one client, but they're not going to tell you like, "Mm, we would have paid 20 bucks more an hour for this. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to accept the rate that you give them. You know, it's not a good business decision to be like, awesome, great. We would love to pay you so much more than you're asking us to pay you. They're not going to. The, The time when they may say is when you are, when you are raising your rate, or maybe some clients may say, great, I'm so glad this would be, this project went so well. We hope to work with you again in the future. And just so you know, you probably should be charging more. They're not, nobody's going to tell you that you need to be charging more. And one thing to remember is you don't have to raise your rates every single year or every single project or whatever kind of you feel like you should be doing you should evaluate it certainly every every single year and kind of take stock of of where you're at and where your rates are at and even if you're doing project pricing please please continue to track your time because that's often when things get derailed or off the rails in terms of I'm working so much but I'm not getting paid for all the time that I'm working probably because you're not accounting for everything that you're actually doing so often people conflate raising rates with uh with time and kind of get, get the two things muddied. And sometimes they're related. Sometimes, yeah, you need to track your time better and bump up your rate, but sometimes it really is just accounting for every email that you're sending to your clients and how much time that actually takes you. I think it's very common for us to feel like, Oh, it's a five minute. I'm going to send an email. It takes like five minutes. It's such an easy, 
five minutes and five minutes and opening and actually writing the email, it's probably closer to 15 to 20 minutes when it's all said and done. And then you compound that multiple times in a day or week or whatever through over the course of a project. And suddenly you have all this time that you may or may not be accounting for. So yeah. always be tracking your time, even with a project price, because it can feel very easy to say, well, this is the flat rate for the project. So why would I, why would I track my time? you want to make sure that you're basing that project rate in, in some sort of reality and that you are compensating your time. Mm -hmm. You're compensating for your time. That's what I mean. And obviously your value, mm -hmm. but yes, you do not have to do this every single year. Yeah. Inevitably you will get to a point where yes, you, can you charge $500 an hour? Best of luck. If it's in a project price since the client goes for it, maybe, maybe. Um, but there will be a certain point where obviously you need to kind of start outsourcing, start figuring out other ways to kind of build, build your business beyond kind of exponentially increasing your rates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about that before The people that are like, double it and double it again. And it's just not no. realistic. No, it's not realistic and it doesn't do your clients. It's, it's, Ooh, let's see how much I can get out of my clients for this. It's, that's not what you want to build a relationship on. Make sure you are choosing numbers that you are comfortable with. And feel good about, yeah. And feel good about, but also truly feel good about, not just numbers that are in your comfort zone. Like, well, I'm afraid I, ooh, so I'm going to charge $25 an hour. Like, no, that's no. for this, for the, those skills that, that you have acquired and the value that great copywriting brings to a business, you need to make sure that you are charging for the value that you bring in. So as Kate said, you don't necessarily have to raise your rates, but it's definitely worth evaluating them and really looking at them with a clear eye and with that CEO hat on and going, okay, this is what I've charged. Is this an adequate amount to be charging? And if it's not, what am I going to do about it? And I know Nikki said at the beginning, but not every client has to have the same rate. And we'll say it again. There are some that require the pain in the butt kind of tax, if you will. And it's your business. That's the beauty of it. If if you don't feel good working at a low rate with them because it puts so much on your plate and evaluate whether that's worth it at all. Mm -hmm. And if it is, okay, make sure the number, if there is any amount of stress, make sure the number is truly worth it, that it lowers how you, the stress you feel about a client. No client is worth that much, you know, stress and energy if, mm -hmm. if there's no benefit to you at all. Yeah. And actually maybe that's, that's a great last point to, to end on is that yes. Is it possible that some clients won't want to increase your rate? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you have to evaluate whether or not, as Kate said, whether or not you want to keep working with that client, but don't forget there are <laughs> so many always clients. more more fish in the sea. Yeah, there are yeah. so many clients out there. You are never beholden to a client who says, "Oh, I'm only going to pay you this much," or "No, we can't let you increase your rates," or, or like Kate said, a, a client that makes you crazy. You're never ever stuck with clients who don't pay you enough, or who you don't enjoy working with, or who are frustrating. We did not get into this business so we could be stuck doing low paying work and or doing work for clients we don't like. There's so many more clients out there. So while you are evaluating your rates, evaluate your clients too. Make sure you're still, yeah. I mean, 
no job is perfect. There are going to be times where you're like, I'm really annoyed that I have to write this project right now. Um, but for the most part, you should be enjoying what you're doing. And when there are challenges, you should be enjoying most of the challenges. Creative challenges should be fun. And they keep us, they keep us engaged and they keep us, they keep us growing. You should be enjoying what you're doing. Okay, so with that, we've given you a little bit of homework. Um, definitely let us know if you have taken us up on that homework and you're going to yeah. do it. We'd strongly encourage that. Um, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.